Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Get Up and Blow podcast, a podcast designed to answer all of your questions that if you're just a woman trying to juggle a busy life, kids, social life, gym, getting fitter, losing a bit of weight, keeping the house clean, being happy, it's a massive, massive juggle. So I am here to try and give you a little bit of guidance and answer any of your questions. Um, So on today's podcast, that is exactly what I'm going to do. I am going to go through a load of different questions I've had from my online Get Up and Glow members, answering their questions and hopefully giving you some stuff to take home that's going to help you. So first question we've got is how do you cope when life gets busy? And this is one of my, she's actually, she trains in both the studio and she's on Get Up and Glow. And she said, she's someone who struggles with stress and struggles when life gets really busy to not completely switch off and forget about her fitness goals and her diet and all that sort of stuff. And she's asking how I cope with it. So I live a pretty busy life, as we all do. And the way I get through things when things are busy is I always focus on how I feel. And I know in my mind that going for a little bit of a walk, even if it's not a massive walk that's going to get my steps in, but going out and getting some fresh air and daylight is going to make me feel better. I know that getting a gym session in, even if it's not 45 minutes or an hour, but 30 minutes, and even if it's not four or five times a week, but it's two or three times a week, I know that that is going to improve my mental health. It's going to give me loads of energy and it's going to stop me feeling sluggish. And the same with my food. I know if I eat the majority of nourishing, healthy food, again, I'm going to feel switched on. My mind's going to feel good. I'm going to feel happy within myself. And all of them things are going to give me the motivation and the clarity to get shit done. Versus if I don't do them things, I'm going to feel really, really sluggish. I'm going to feel lethargic. I'm then probably going to feel a little bit down in myself because I've not moved my body. I've not given it what it needs. And because I feel tired and sluggish then, I'm going to let that stress and that busyness snowball and I won't get anything done. So I always, this is a saying that you're always going to hear me hear me say, do it for how it makes you feel. And you've got to think like if you're really stressed, if you're really busy, that's quite a negative thing. What are the things that are positive and make you feel better? It's eating well, it's going for walks, it's exercising. So why, if you're stressed, would you stop doing all the things that make you feel better? Because you're only going to make things worse. So that's my number one thing when life is busy, is focus on the things that make me feel good. And then, don't get me wrong, I'm a realist. If you've got loads going on, like this person, her kids were starting nursery, I think work was a little bit busier that week. So I am a realist. I know that some weeks, not everything can happen. It's the same for me. And so what I do is I'll set myself some non-negotiables. I'll say, I'll look at what my week is looking like. I'll look at how busy it is. And I'll set some non-negotiables to say, okay, this week I can fit in three workouts instead of five. I'll be able to fit in cooking from scratch only three nights a week 
So what I'll do is on the nights that I can cook from scratch, I'll make double portions of everything so that I've got food already cooked, already in the fridge for the days that I finish late. Like, say, for instance, on a Thursday, we've got Pilates in the studio, so I know I don't get home till later that night. So I always will schedule in the meal that takes the quickest amount of time on a Thursday night, which is normally a packet of frozen pot prawns, a packet of pre-prepared stir-fry and some noodles. You literally throw everything in a wok. It's done within five or ten minutes. It's high-protein. It's got loads and loads of vegetables in it. It makes me feel good. And it's so quick to cook that I'm not going to go for something else. So I look at my week ahead and I go, okay, these are the days that I struggle in the most, where life is really busy and I don't have much time. So they're the days I need to make life as easy as possible. So that they would be my non-negotiables for that that week. It would be maybe two or three workouts. It would be a small outdoor walk and it would be sticking to my food plan. Anything above that is amazing. But if I've got a dead busy, stressful week, I just need to nail the non-negotiables. Another thing that I really recommend is make some lists. When you plan everything out, like I swear by Google Calendar, everything goes in it, whether it's my sessions in the gym, whether it's monthly calls with my one-to-one coaching girls, whether it's check-ins, whether it's taking the dog for a walk, my own training sessions, an eyelash appointment. Sometimes even washing my hair goes in there. Literally, the weeks where I feel overwhelmed because I've got loads to do, every single thing, whether it's work or whether it's personal, goes in the Google Calendar because I can then see it in front of me and I can plan everything out, not even hour by hour, but like 15 minutes by 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? I can fit that in. I've actually got more time than I realise. Whereas most people, myself sometimes included, you can think, Jesus Christ, this is busy. This is stressful. So then you don't exercise. You don't eat well. You feel sluggish. Then you probably go on your phone and do a bit of doom scrolling for a while, which then makes you feel more negative. Or you think, oh, I'm so stressed. I'm going to reward reward myself with watching a bit of TV. And it's all just a really negative mindset. Whereas if you actually wrote yourself a list out, you'd probably realise you can fit in a lot more into your day than you thought. Like, can you get out of bed half an hour earlier? Are you watching TV of an evening? Could, instead of watching TV for two hours, could you watch half an hour of TV and get a walk or do a little bit of stretching or something in? Um, Life is always going to be busy. Some weeks are going to be busier than others. But in this day, day and age... The majority of women that I work with, the majority of you are listening to this, you are all busy. You all work or you've got families or you've got friends or you've got houses, whatever it may be, you've got busy social lives. We always say, I'll start when it calms down. But let's be honest, it never calms down. Something else is always going to come along. So one of the most important things you can do is focus on how you feel instead of what you look like and think, I need to find a way to make this work, because in reality, it's not going to calm down. Like, I've just gone through my calendar for my weekends. I have got something on every single weekend now until mid-April, and we're only at the beginning of February. So life doesn't calm down. Like, life is busy. So we need to find a way to work around that. That leads nicely in to the next question. 
Next question was tips on being consistent. I feel like I'm a bit of a broken record with this, to be honest, but it's quite similar to Coupon when life is busy. You're going to have to accept that life will fluctuate sometimes, whether that is your body shape, whether that is your working hours, whether that is how much time you need to dedicate to your family. Life is always going to fluctuate and you're not going to be able to give the same level of, what's the word I'm looking for here, the same level of energy to everything all the time. Some weeks you're going to be able to give loads of energy to something like, you're going to be able to give loads of energy to your workouts, to your steps. Other weeks you're going to have to be able to give more energy to, I don't know, running the kids to like an after school club. So maybe your steps and that are going to have to come down. And because of that, your goals and your your targets are going to change each week. So what I would suggest doing is every week on a Sunday or whenever works for you, have a look at your week ahead. Have a look at where the majority of your energy needs to go that week and set your goals based around that. Similarly to what I said in the last question about Cooper when life is busy, some weeks it might look like you can fit five workouts in, other weeks it might be that you can fit two. Some weeks it might be you can't fit a workout in at all, it's just steps. And instead of thinking, Jesus, this week is dead busy, I'm not going to do anything, look at the week as a whole and set yourself some targets specifically for that week rather than expecting everything to be the same all the time. The sooner you can do that, the sooner it's going to become a part of your day-to-day life and it's so much easier to be consistent with. Another thing I'd suggest as well for being consistent is say at your workouts, for instance, try and have set times and days each week that you're going to do it. And I know that this won't work for everyone. I know some of you are shift workers or you've got maybe you work away, that sort of stuff. But for a lot of you, you could stick to similar days and times each week. And I would really, really recommend doing that. Get it in your Google Calendar and say, I don't know, Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 6.30am. That's my time. I know I can fit in a workout each week. And then if you can, stick to it every single week. So you're not having to think about it because we all know if you don't think about when you're going to fit stuff in and then you just wait to see how the week goes. Next thing, a week has passed. Next thing, three weeks has passed. Next thing, you're six months down the line and you've not done anything. So start trying to make it a set part of your routine that just gets done. And eventually that's just going to become, that's just going to become your routine. And that's how you become consistent with things. Whereas if you keep stop starting, if you keep trying to mix things up all the time, it's going to be a lot harder to find that consistent routine. You also have to find, you also have to find a way or something that you can enjoy, whether that is your exercise routine, whether that is the foods that you eat, whatever it may be, you've got to find something that you enjoy and something that you can see yourself sticking to so that's why I never put you on really low calories because if I was to put you on I don't know 1300 calories you're gonna feel really hungry you're gonna you're gonna find it hard to stick to that and then that's where the consistency doesn't happen because I don't know you you diet on 1300 calories Monday to Thursday and then you're starving by the time you get to the weekend so you go completely off the rails 
So find a way of eating that you can stick to. And that's, I'm talking about like your calories, but also the foods that you eat as well. If you keep eating really gourmet foods that you don't enjoy, I don't know, like a plain iceberg lettuce salad with a piece of dry chicken on top, you're going to get bored. Whereas if you can find some meals that fit within your calorie and protein goals, they've got lots of fruit and veg in, they've got lots of goodness in, but they're also enjoyable and they're also achievable in terms of the time it takes to cook it so I'm not talking about a different recipe every night that you need a million and one different spices and it takes you a year to cook but food that doesn't take too long to cook you enjoy it it's nice it doesn't feel like you're on a diet start trying to eat like that rather than constantly telling yourself I'm on a diet I've got to eat this salad and again you're gonna stick to it for longer but yeah biggest 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 tip with being consistent is accepting that life's going to fluctuate a little bit sometimes so be kinder to yourself with the goals that you set but also try and try and get yourself some routine try and stick to similar times and days that you exercise each week try and stick to similar-ish meals but food that you enjoy not food that you feel like oh, I'm on a diet again next question this, again, it kind of links into the last one a little bit. And it's come from a monthly review. I had to one of my one-to-one coaching girls yesterday. And it wasn't as much a question, it was more of a statement. She said that she was really enjoying the programme, but she feels like it's taken up quite a lot of her time and quite a lot, it's consuming quite a lot of her mental capacity, quite a lot of her brain time. And so I said to her, that's not what we want. This is meant to be, this is meant to be helping you. It's not meant to be a hindrance. And this goes for all of you. Your diet and your exercise routine is meant to make, is meant to improve the quality of your life. It's not meant to consume you. And so, so what I basically asked for a rundown on, on what it is that's taking so long, what it is that's consuming so much of it. And I think the main thing we came to was that she does a load of batch cooking on a Sunday. So she's trying to plan ahead for the week, which is brilliant. But it's taken her quite a few hours on a Sunday. And then it feels like she's not had her downtime, her relaxation time. It's all been spent focusing on cooking for the week ahead. So little tip I gave her is so simple make double portions through the week so she was batch cooking a load of food for through the week so on her busy work days she already had food in the fridge which is great but I asked her how many nights a week does she cook how many nights a week is it food from that she's batch cooked on the weekend and she said so say Monday night was going to be a batch cook Tuesday night she was going to cook fresh she was going to cook salmon fillets so I said well why can't you make enough for another day and she said because I only buy two salmon fillets so I said to her why don't you buy four salmon fillets and it's literally so simple but buying twice the amount of salmon fillets twice the amount of veg there you go you've made twice the amount of food and you can either put that in the freezer for another day or for next week or you've got an extra portion of food there for a different day and if you keep doing that if you keep making double portions on the nights that you're cooking or even to be honest stuff like say you're making a chili con carne 
and there's two of you in the house, or even if there's four of you in the house, make twice the amount and you've got eight. You've got loads more food there then. So instead of thinking you've got to be dead organised and do like what the Instagirlies do, where they've got Tupperware everywhere and meal prep for the entire week, of course that's going to get tiring. Go look at your food through the week, look at the days you're going to be cooking tea and just make twice the amount. It's going to take you no extra time whatsoever and it means you're going to stick to it more. Because I will say, if you start doing things like spending an entire day batch cooking, you are at some point going to think, fuck this, and you're going to give up. As I said before, it's meant to help your life. It's not meant to hinder you. And then even things like your walks, if you feel like focusing on getting your steps in all the time and trying to get like a big, big walk in is taking up all of your weekend. Do do little things. Like I always say to the girls in the studio, loads of them arrive 10, 15 minutes before a group but they've not got the steps in, go and walk around the block before the group PT starts. If you're doing, I don't know, picking the kids up from after school club, instead of parking up and sitting on your phone and waiting for them, go and walk around the block for a few minutes. All these, all of the things that I'm trying to get you to do don't necessarily have to be these mammoth big tasks that feel like a massive dent dent in your day. Things like cooking twice the amount of food, things like going for a 10 minute walk around the block, things like when the kettle's boiling, as stupid as it sounds, doing a few squats and stuff. All of them add up and it might not look like much at the time, but all of those little things, they compound and they become, they can can make a massive difference over, over a longer space of time. Okay, moving on. This one, because this is everybody right now, how to balance illness and moving your body and eating well. So I'm going to take this from two different approaches. Illness and moving your body, I wouldn't stress about it. When you're ill, your body needs to repair, it needs to recover, it needs rest. So I wouldn't be working out. If you've got a little sniffle and a cold, I, I still work out. But you know in yourself, if, you have, if you're depleted of energy, if your body's aching, if you feel wiped out, you're not going to train. Your body needs to rest. It needs to recover. If you've got a little sniffle and other than that you feel all right, I would say you can still train. The same with getting your steps in and stuff. If you've got a little bit of a sniffle or, I don't know, you've got period pains or whatever, I'd still go out and get your steps in. But if you're feeling wiped out and you are properly ill, don't worry about it. If you feel up to it, go out and get a little bit of fresh air in, but don't put any pressure on how far you go. Don't put any pressure on getting your steps in. Just do a little bit of movement for the fresh air and to make you feel better. But if you don't feel up to it, don't worry about it. Your food, though, we do look at. And this is the epitome of focus on the things you can control, not the things you can't control. So you can't control the fact that your body needs to rest and recover, so you're you're not going to get your exercise in. But you can focus on the food. And I know it's really tempting when you're sick to just want to eat beige food and carbs. But what do you think is going to make you feel better? What do you think is going to help your body repair and recover? It's things like fruit and veg. Things like nice hearty soups that are packed with protein and veg, like nice broths and things. 
all of these things are only going to help your immune system. So my answer to how to balance it all would be if you are ill, if you are sick, focus on the things you can control, not what you can't. And the things you can control is getting a really good nourishing diet in you. If you feel that you need more food than your deficit calories, that's okay. Eat a bit more, but make sure it's nice, nutritious, good, healthy food. You can control your sleep. Try and get as much sleep as you can. You can control your water. Stay hydrated. So, so important, especially when you're sick. So they're the things you're going to focus on. Your food, your water, your sleep. The things you're not going to worry about is your exercise, it's your steps, all that sort of stuff. Let your body rest. Let your body recover. Once you are better, the gym is still going to be there waiting for you. If you're on home workouts, they are still going to be there waiting for you. So just wait until you're better. Right. Got time for one or two more. Bit of a deeper one here. Self-esteem. So someone said she finds it hard to look at herself and feel happy because of the way that she looks. And... Sometimes that can lead to self-sabotage with her food or going out for walks. Basically, that's quite a struggle, going out for the walks or getting the workouts in. And my big thing I would say here is try and try and do the stuff that you know is beneficial to you. And I've got a question here about emotional eating. I'm going to tie the two of them in together. Because they go very hand in hand, your self-esteem and your emotional eating. And I would start off with saying, journal. And I know journaling can sometimes sound a little bit like it's what everyone's doing now. And basically, it's just writing down your emotions. So if you're feeling upset, if you feel that you're emotionally eating, if you feel that you can't look at yourself in the mirror, sit down and write down why you feel that way, write your emotions, write what's triggered it, write down the things that have happened in your day and try and replace that. So say that emotion's making you want to eat, write down exactly why you're feeling and say it's because of self-esteem, say it's because you've looked in the mirror and you don't like it, then you're going to think, okay, how can I make myself feel better? So If you feel upset about the way your body looks, ask yourself, what's going to be the kind of thing to her right now? Eating comfort food or providing her with nourishing food and moving my body. And so often the emotional side of eating is a quick knee-jerk reaction. Whereas if you take the time to write it down, have a look at why you're feeling like that. So often it will become clearer in your mind. And doing like a little bit of a yoga stretch or eating something nourishing for your body, you're hopefully then going to think, okay, I've treated my body nice here, which is then going to make you feel better about yourself. And it's going to help you, it's going to help you step away from that sort of knee-jerk reaction. Um, So yeah, it would be doing stuff that's beneficial to yourself. It would be journaling, writing stuff down, it would be as hard as it is when your self-esteem is really low, but looking at your movement, are you going to the gym, are you trying to get some steps in, are you doing things that you know is going to make your body feel good, 
are you then celebrating yourself for that? Like, I think so. it's very easy for so many people now, especially with social media, to celebrate wins with losses on the scales or losses in progress pictures and things. But are you celebrating the fact that you've moved your body? Are you celebrating your fact that, that your body has got you through another day? If you've got children, are you celebrating the fact that your body's birthed a child? It's trying to focus on those things rather than necessarily what you look like. So journaling and focusing on them little bits. Another thing I'd say, I'm going to finish off with this now because the time's going to run out on the podcast. Um, Another thing I'd say is set yourself a goal. Like not a goal in terms of I want to lose half a stone or I want to drop a dress size. Set yourself a goal for exercise. So whether it's in the studio, a load of us are going to do a 10K and loads of girls are dead nervous about it. But having that goal there is making them work harder towards it, but also appreciate the body. Set yourself a goal with maybe you want to lift a certain weight in the gym. And when I started setting goals like that for myself, I completely changed the way I thought about my body. So I'm heavier now than I used to be when I was at my leanest. But I would exercise and I would do these things to be as lean as possible. And I never celebrated my body for what it was capable with. I almost punished my body. I would punish my body to be as small as possible. So I would eat as little as possible and I would exercise as much as possible. I never appreciate what my body was doing for me. Whereas now, don't get me wrong, I'm in a fat loss phase and I want to lose fat at the moment. But instead of focusing on that, I'm trying to put my focus into how can I fuel my body the best so I've got as much energy as possible to turn up happy and positive for all of my members. And how can I fuel my body enough so that I've got energy to train, to do my running, all that sort of stuff. And then when I started celebrating the fact that your hip thrust in 140 kilograms or celebrating the fact that my legs have took me out for a run I stopped looking at my legs for being a certain size and I started looking at my legs thinking go ahead girl like look at the things you're managing to achieve now and I think that's a really really key point if you're someone who is quite emotional about the way that you look or the way that you feel try and set yourself some goals away from that whether it's lifting a certain weight in the gym, whether it's trying to get out for a walk every day, whatever it is that fits in with your goals and the way that you feel, set yourself them and then celebrate it, appreciate your body. Say thank you to your body for the fact that it's getting you through all these things. Like as women, we should be really, really proud of what our bodies get us through rather than just focusing on how it looks all the time. And I know it's dead easy for me to sit here and say this, and this is something I've been working on for a long time. But the sooner you can start thinking about what your body is capable of rather than trying to punish it all the time, I think that's a real game changer. Um, That's it from me today. I feel like we've covered quite a few different topics. So I hope you found it helpful. If you have, please share it with your friends. I want to get this out to as many people as I can. I want to help as many women as I can. I seen a thing today and it was from like a business mentor and it was, why did you decide to become a coach in the first place? 
and focus on that. And the reason I decided to become a coach was because I came from a place where I was unhappy in my body. I lacked confidence. I lacked any get up and go or productiveness day to day. And once I started getting into training, once I started looking after myself more, everything changed. I felt happier. I felt more confident. And don't get me wrong, I'm not confident all the time. I don't think any woman ever is. But I felt happier within myself. I felt more productive. I felt positive to go out and do things that I wanted to do. And that's what I want to help all of you achieve. Uh, it's not necessarily about being your smallest self. It's not about a progress picture. It's about helping you all feel as confident and happy and fit and healthy as you possibly can. So I hope this has helped. And if it has, yeah, share it with your friends. Subscribe to it. And if you want any further support and you're not already working with me, get in touch. We've got memberships open for the studio for group PT, yoga and Pilates. And I also am taking on for one-to-one coaching clients to help ladies do exactly as I have just said. So yeah, I'll speak to you all next week. Bye.